0: Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com This week we read Parashah Bo and in Rabbi Benjamin Eisenberger's commentary of the parasha he explains that the plagues that afflicted Pharaoh and the Egyptian people were there to force them to recognize the, the unicity of Hashem the, that Hashem run the world every instant, not only that he runs it but he recreates recreates it at every instant and also to compel them to let the Jewish people leave Egypt but what happened was the contrary every time there was a plague and each one was harder than the other Pharaoh refused to let the Jewish people go He he became stubborn and more stubborn and more stubborn and as it says in the Torah Pharaoh's heart was hardened and he did not absorb the impact and message of the plagues so these plagues explains Rabbi Haim Volishniner was they were there to help Pharaoh do Teshuvah in a certain way they were a punishment for the Egyptians was also for them to become aware of God's existence and also they were there to help them repent and do what was right so, Rabbi Chaim Volishiner explains that Pharaoh's behavior, based on the, on the Pasuk, Pharaoh turned the other way and went back home, and he didn't pay attention to this either. What explains, says Rabbi Yerusham, quoting, it all stems from his saron and simas lev, which means to disregard a lack of paying attention. So, his whole problem was that he didn't pay attention to what was going on in Egypt. You know, sometimes in life we go through certain situations, like right now we're going through COVID, we're going through a pandemic, it's almost a year already, and there's people who get it and there's people who just don't get it, don't get it, they don't want to see, they don't want to recognize that this is God's hand, that there's a, a, a lesson to be learned here, there is an opportunity of growth. People just want to keep going on as they have always gone, they, they are in denial, they don't want to see the messages, Hashem is speaking to us from every in every way, and c- certain people get it and certain people don't, so in this case Pharaoh didn't want to get it, and it's not that they don't get it, they don't want to get it, they don't want to stand in front of the truth. So it says, in other words, it's all about not tuning in. It's about not recognizing that Hashem is trying to help us fix ourselves up. So, And even more, not allowing oneself to be tuned in. So uh, Rabbi Yaakov Hillel, he says that free will really is to want. That's all. It's your want. That's what what is really free will. And when it says here that Pharaoh's heart was hardened, every time his heart was hardened, his free will became even smaller and smaller and smaller until the point that he had no more free will. So this describes Pharaoh's entire behavior. He didn't pay attention. He ignored. He didn't want to confront the truth he didn't want to realize what was going on and he refused to see the message that was being communicated to him so Pharaoh saw from what it's called late sanus and Rabbi Yerushem finds this in the pasuk where it says Hashem said to Moshe go to Pharaoh for I have hardened his heart and the heart of his servants and so that you should tell your children and your children's children what I pulled over in Mitzrayim so it's saying here is that Hashem said to Moshe because your children have to know what happened here generation to generation that's why every year we sit in the Seder in the Pesach Seder and we recount the story of the exodus of Egypt and how the Jewish people went through the through the plagues and how they were slaves and how they got out and how Hashem with a outstretched arm took them out of Egypt and Moshe Rabbeinu took them out of Egypt because this is something that we cannot forget and Rashi says that the word the word leitzanus uh, 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 really means to mock, to make fun of. When people mock something that's going on, not only was, the, the, it was Hashem laughing at Pharaoh, but Hashem was also watching Pharaoh laugh at the situation. So HaKadosh Baruch Hashem, was watching how the, the, the strength of this um, bad character, character trait of mocking, of making ridicule of everything that was going on, uh, affected Pharaoh. At the end of the day, it backfired to him. Uh, he made fun, he made fun, he turned away, he didn't wanna see, but at the end of the day, it catched up with him, and he, he was the biggest loser of all. So let's Letzanu's mockery is, is in essence a form of not paying attention. You know, when you see people that are making fun, making fun, everything's a joke in life, everything is funny. In reality, it's like a, like a cover-up because they don't wanna see what's going on. And so they, they make fun of it because it's an easy way out. So at the bottom, mockery stems from the razon, from the desire to avoid dealing with reality. This is the root of this problem of mockery. It's really the, the desire to not confront the reality. And so to disregard reality on purpose. Do it on purpose because you don't wanna deal with it. It's so many people I see walking in the streets, no masks, no regard for anybody. They, they're walking like nothing's going on. It's like in their world, Pandemic is not something that is a realm of their world. It doesn't exist. And you know, it's sad because they, ha- they have lost friends. It's not that they haven't been affected by it, but their way to deal with it is to make, make believe it doesn't happen. It's not happening. So they go around and they- they're without the mask. They're laughing. They're walking. They're here. They're there. They're spreading their germs everywhere no regard, no decency for other people and care about other people. And the root of that is that they are in denial. That's the root of it. They're in, 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 in denial and they have really no desire to face reality, that's the problem. So, so to avoid absor- absorbing what's being told to us directly or indirectly, let us sanus Mockery is an external manifestation of an inner will, a deep inner will to purposely ignore what's really happening. That's what it is. So here, Rabbi Eisenberger, really the Torah, is the best psychologist in the world. Uh, he's explaining to us what what is the effect of these latsanus and what, how people deal with these things, and so he's saying that in the secular world, in not a world of Torah, there's very. Interesting ideas that they would seem to be okay. That you, if you think about it, okay, this makes sense, you know, this is the new age philosophies that you would think, yeah, they're right, they're right. So he says that now, the now is the only place where happiness and laughter can exist. This is a new age mentality. The now, be mindful, the moment, that's all you have So you better be present, right now, forget about the past, forget about the future, right now And really, you think about it, it sounds beautiful, it really makes sense, right? So Rabbi Eisenberger says, guilt means that you use up your present moment Being immobilized as a result of past events So guilt is something from the past Guilt is something that follows you throughout your life of something that you did that makes you feel bad. So every time you go to the past, you're going to feel bad. You're going to feel guilt which cannot be changed because whatever happened in the past it's something that cannot be changed what happened happened and there's nothing you can do about it this is the the new age mentality and it's by far the greatest waste of emotional energy because no amount of guilt can change history so this is what they're feeding people so you know what let it go let go of your guilt let go the moment is now living the now this is the moment forget about what you did in the past right now, enjoy the present. And so it says, an unhealthy reason to avoid the hard work or changing your past now. For what, start new. So then it says that the future brings worry. And uh, worry is a clever device that keeps you immobilized in the now about something in the future. So yes, when a person is in the future, he's full of worries. What's going to be tomorrow? Is this disease going to end? When is it going to end? Is that vaccine works? Does it work? Doesn't it not work? Is it going to make me sicker? Whatever. And you're worrying and you're worrying and you're worrying. So the secular mindset says... That like guilt, it is an excuse to avoid dealing with something in the now that threatens you or you are afraid of. Worrying keeps you from living by keeping you your, your, your inactive. It paralyzes you. It's a paralyzing effect. So why worry? Throw away the guilt, throw away the worry, and live in the now. You know? So now we have to try to understand where they went wrong. Because I'm talking to you, and maybe you're thinking, you know, she makes this makes sense. Why is it against the Torah? Why this is not a Torah way of thinking? What's wrong here? You know, it sounds intelligent. It doesn't sound stupid, and it almost sounds correct. It it even sounds like philosophical and spiritual, you know. And so he says that it's 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 self-help. It's self-help, but they emit the truth is that these opinions are antithetical to Torah. This is completely, completely antagonistic to the Torah way of thinking. So it is true that non-believers struggle with guilt and worry, yeah, a person that has no bitahon, has no emunah, has no faith, has no trust in Hashem, obviously they have to be biting their nails off right now. So, and it is correct that guilt is of the past and worry is of the future. That's not wrong, it's, it's, it's correct. You're guilty for things you did, not for what's going on now And then you're worrying about what's going to be tomorrow And it, that is how the author and his type come to search for happiness and laughter in the now So that's how, why the, the, today so many people are using abusive substances Because they need to numb the guilt and they need to numb the worry And they want to be happy now so they they numb all these feelings and then they can relax so but the emet, the truth, is that you find that these people who turn to laughter and uh, and a way to alleviate that pain that they're suffering from the past and worrying about the future you know Really, the now is not gonna give them a solution. It's a quick fix. It's something transient. It's okay, for now you're gonna feel good, but the minute that you wake up from that good feeling, the guilt of yesterday and the worry of tomorrow is gonna still be there. You're not getting rid of them. So what? how can you really fix this thing? It's a temporary fix. It's not something that is gonna help you live better. Because, okay, the now, the now, the now But you cannot be having fun all the time Sometimes you have to work And you have to really uh, You messed up in something yesterday And you have to fix it now Because if you don't fix it Then you're going to have another problem tomorrow This is the reality of the world It's not like you banish everything And then you're happy-go-lucky now Because the now is the time to fix So he says He says That by nature, we do not live in the now. As thinking people, we continuously live in a state of past, present, and future. We have the three of them. There's nothing you can do. You cannot get rid of what happened. And you cannot be worrying about things that can happen tomorrow. Like, there's no way you can fix this. So what is the Torah approach to joy? What's the Torah approach to really living a fulfilling, purposeful, meaningful life that will have you really joyful, regardless of what's going on in the world, regardless of how you lived 20 years ago or what you did yesterday? How can you keep yourself happy? So he says that, <clears throat> that, uh, that the answer is that we have, not, we have no problem with the past Nor do we have a problem with the future Like, yes 20 years ago, Margie was not a religious woman She was not a, a God-fearing person She didn't keep mitzvah, she ate shrimp, she ate this She didn't keep Shabbos So you know what? I am proud of my past Because you know what? Look where I was, look where I am now I did Teshuvah I, I I repented, I fixed my ways. The person I'm today is not the person I was 20 years ago. I'm, a, I'm 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 a better version of myself because I work hard to to work hard. It's not it didn't come for free. You have to work hard to work hard. So what it says here is that guilt is a chief symptom among non-believers guilt is something that really it's funny because they call it Jewish guilt we're famous for it Jewish guilt you know, Jewish guilt, the Jewish mother that's always putting guilt on, their, on, the, on the children. Like she gives up beautiful two ties for her son as a gift for his birthday. And she gives him a, a, a red tie and a blue tie. And then he comes to dinner to his mom's house with a red tie. And the mother says, oh, you didn't like the blue tie? You know, this is the Jewish jokes about the Jewish guilt. But what he's telling us here is that guilt is a, is a, a symptom among non-believers. As 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 Jews, we are not hampered by guilt because when we feel guilty about something, we fully believe and we are and we have the right to believe that the shuvah, the tefillah, and sedaka cure the past, and it's true, and it's true. You know, we all do boo-boos in our lives. We all do things that weren't the the best things that we could have done in our lives. That. In reality we could have been better But at that moment we didn't know better And this is what happened to us So you know what You, you get up You clean up yourself you, 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 you have remorse You recognize that this is not the right way to live And you change your ways And you give tzedakah, And you pray And you pray to God that he should guide you And he should take you in a better way And you know what It, it works This is the way it works And so you know what? I look at my past and anything I did that was not right, I feel like, ugh, I messed up here. But look what I learned. Today, I'm a much better person because of that. The hurt I caused, I caused. I went and asked forgiveness. I do the best I can. I clean the house. I clean everything, all my mess around. And then I continue uh, as a a new new version of myself, as someone that is better than what I was before. And so worry also is another prevalent state of mind. But we are not concerned with the future. A Jew is, should not be concerned with the future. Because we have emunah and we have vitajon. We have faith and we have trust in Hashem. And we have, we have tefillah. We have prayer. And so we can ask Hashem for anything we need. That's why we have prayer. Because this is the way we ask God for everything. And we think, thank Him for everything we have. So the sages... They teach us that one should always Daven before he gets sick What does this mean? A person should daven, pray before he gets sick This sounds weird Yeah, you know, many people never Never in their whole lives have taken A, a, a prayer book, a tehillim Or a cedar or anything They have never prayed And suddenly they get sick and they start praying You know, yeah, Hashem does a lot of good But start praying before anything bad Happens to you Don't, don't start praying because something bad happened to you you know when you pray it's like they say don't don't tell ha- Hashem how big your problems are tell your problems how big Hashem is so what he's saying here is that that the time to daven is before things happen before a crisis comes into place and this means yes think about the future yes we think about the future when you pray you are thinking about your parnasa, you're thinking about your, your well being, your 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 health, you're thinking about praying for, for for goodness in your life. Yes, we we pray for things to happen and we have a tool. This is a very very um a powerful tool which is called prayer. So he says here that we can have a happy present not by experiencing the now and the now only. But rather by incorporating our past and trying to rectify it. This is how we experience joy. When today I wake up or right now I'm, I'm, I'm filming the, the show or right now, you know what, I have joy. I have joy because I'm doing what I'm, I'm, I've been meant to be doing today. This is my purpose. This is my my reason to be here right now at this moment is to give you a shiver. So we see that incorporating our past and trying to rectify it and by instilling our thoughts of the future with trust and and, and, and faith in Hashem while using the tremendous uh, strength of prayer and to ask that the future be good because that's what we pray for we pray that Hashem should be merciful with us and he should be forgiving and that he should take away all this pandemic away from us we should be praying people should be praying everybody should be praying right now this is what God is asking from us prayer, connection and so by incorporating the past and the future we can live a happy present so for the the unfortunate people sadly who don't understand this concept the only way they can experience happiness is by having a good time at them now and they need a happiness that erases the past and turns a blind blind eye to the future it makes them not responsible for life and they make believe that they are living only in the present and so that was the problem of of Pharaoh that's the the big boo-boo he made in his life, he didn't take the the messages that God was sending him, he didn't repent he didn't do teshuva, he didn't change and he didn't fix the situation so his future was horrendous and his present too so we see here that Pharaoh is the archetype he's the archetype of this bad uh, mida, which is mockery, uh, is one who does not integrate his past and his future and who lives only in the now. And the outcome is that he only experiences more and more pain. Every time it was harder and harder and harder. Every plague that came became unbearable. Till the last one, when they killed the firstborn. And even with that one, he wouldn't let the Jewish people go. He was so stubborn because he was in the now. And so his opposite, which is the, 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 the Jewish people, Am Israel, Am Israel does not turn life into mockery, into laughter. We turn it into simha, into joy, which is a very different thing. And as simha, true happiness, as we have explained, is when you incorporate your past and you embrace the unknown future, and you live in the present uh, with joy, living this moment with joy, and that is how we do it, so I leave you here, I wish you a blessed week, and remember, live a little higher, thank you.